Limerick Today now on 46 1995. We always enjoy uh, chatting uh, with uh, Limerick based cervical check campaigner Vicky Phelan, uh, and obviously very well known to listeners here and around the country in recent years. And she's on the line now. Good morning, Vicky. Uh, Vicky, you did. Good morning, Joe. How are you? You, you did a, a couple of really interesting interviews. Um, we were actually using some of it from Virgin Media One. Uh, with uh, Kira and then with uh, Joe Duffy on the meaning of life. And they wouldn't necessarily be the typical type of interview you'd have done in the media in recent uh, times. Uh, why did you do those? Um, um, uh, to, to be more reflective maybe in, in your thinking on, on things or what? Um, no, I'll tell you, quite honestly, Joe, the, or, or, um, the reason I did those interviews was because um, I, I suppose I see these things as being a legacy for 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 my children um you know uh it's something for them to watch back when they're older maybe when I'm gone and they'll understand why I'm doing the things I'm doing and uh you know maybe why mum was gone quite a bit to dublin and and what what the whole uh, reason behind it is because sometimes you know no matter how much you tell them what you're doing I think you know they don't really understand particularly my young son he's only nine you know why I'm always kind of um, on the phone or gone to Dublin so I mean it's for my kids that I'm doing a lot of this but also um, you know the, the feedback I got from both interviews actually has been absolutely amazing my phone has literally been hopping for the past two weeks um, and a lot of it is from people who are in situations where they, you know, similar similar situations or similar um, problems where they have side effects, you know, because, you know, as you know, I speak very openly and bluntly about, you know, the side effects from treatment and how horrible this cancer is. Um, and, uh, you know, there are people out there who are undergoing the same uh, issues as myself, but don't feel that they can talk publicly about them and they appreciate that I can and it makes them feel not alone. So that that's another reason why I do this, Joe. Yeah, I mean, that's really important, isn't it? You know, it's probably the thing that people don't think about when they're sitting in their own environment and situations watching you do an interview like that, that there are many, many people who unfortunately have walked a similar road to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it gives those people a voice because, you know, I, I remember myself even, you know, at the start when I got diagnosed first, um, I mean, I had no clue, to be honest, Joe, and, and I'd be quite educated and research, you know, stuff a lot myself. But I really wasn't um, expecting the kind of the side effects that came with this disease. You know, I got a leaflet um, about the, you know, what was going to happen after treatment finished. Um, and it really doesn't prepare you. And I just felt very strongly that, you know, these things need to be spoken about, that, you know, in order to prevent women from being traumatised, to be honest, by some of the side effects and, and to be prepared for them. Because I think if you're prepared... At least um, it's, it's some bit easier going into it. But when you're not, you know, it really knocks you like a ton of bricks. I mean, you think treatment is bad enough, but it's after treatment, actually, that things get harder often with cancer. Yeah. Vicky, what's your perspective on COVID-19 and the pandemic, you know, coming from where you're coming from and uh, the health um, issues that you faced yourself? Um, I think like everybody, you know, you go through a range of emotions. I was terrified, absolutely terrified at the very beginning of it, of catching it, because, you know, I suppose I've done so much over the last two years to try and keep myself alive. I was adamant that I wasn't going to be taken out by a virus, you know, so I was really strict about, um, you know, I had the hands washed off myself, literally, and I saw nobody. Now, I'm still very good at, um, I, I meet very few people, um, and, you know, I started wearing a face mask before they were um, compulsory. 
for, for myself and for other people. But, you know, at the same time, Joe, you know, my time is limited and uh, it's important, I think, that we do see people within, you know, our bubble or within our family circle uh, because it is very isolating. I've found the last seven months very difficult um, not being able to see my parents. You know, I've only seen my parents three times in the last seven months and for very short periods of time, you know, and it's, it's difficult because, you know, in my situation, you're always thinking, well, you know, you're trying to maximise the time you spend with, with, with the people you love. And I found that very difficult that I haven't been able to do that. Yeah, you know, I suppose everyone feels a little bit that time is being robbed of them compared to what absolutely. it was like pre-COVID, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've, I have two best friends and I've seen one, one of them once and I haven't seen the other one yet, you know, and that's seven months, the long, long time. So, and, you know, we, we can't really see each other at the moment because she's working on the front line, so she can't, um, put herself in any position, you know, to, to catch COVID herself because she'd be putting her patients at risk. So, you know, there's a lot of people who are, um, you know, really suffering far more than kind of, you know, us, uh, you know, particularly people who are working on the front line who, who really are, are restricted in their movements and who they can see. Right. We're chatting to Limerick-based campaigner Vicky Phelan and uh, after the break uh, we're going to talk uh, about the uh, assisted dying bill that uh, Vicky is supporting. Limerick today now on 46 1995. We're chatting to uh, Limerick based cervical check campaigner uh, Vicky Phelan. And uh, Vicky, tell us now about this campaign that you're involved in uh, around uh, assisted dying. Yeah, so this is something that I have been thinking about obviously since I um, was told, you know, my time is limited. Um, uh, since, you know, the end of November 2017, I've started thinking about it. I do vividly remember watching the court case of Mary Fleming back in 2013, and uh, I watched that closely. And, and, and actually, uh, even at that stage, I was totally behind what she was trying to get uh, pushed through the Supreme Court. So this is something that I had felt strongly about ever before I had cancer anyway. Um, and I suppose over the last two and a half years, Joe, you know, I've seen a lot of people um, die from cancer, various different types. Um, I visited lots of, lots of people in hospital and hospices and, you know, t- towards the end of their life. And, you know, there are times when palliative care, you know, can't always get on top of, you know, all of the pain and people do suffer. And cervical cancer, unfortunately, is one of those cancers where it is very difficult because of where it's located and, you know, it's affecting all your organs and your bowels become impacted and, it's, and, and you know, you end up with tumours in your spine and, you know, it just starts spreading everywhere. And it's very hard sometimes to get on top of that pain. So, you know, I have two young children, Joe, and I don't want their last memories of me to be of me in pain or suffering. Uh, so, you know, this is something that, you know, I would not choose today. Obviously, I have a great quality of life. It's something that I would like to have available to me to give me peace of mind in my last, you know, week or two weeks of, of life um, where I could just decide, well, you know, I've, I've had enough now. I can't put up with this pain anymore. Let me go gently. And that's that's what I'm pushing for. Yeah. And, and do you think that there may be sufficient support for this in the Dáil and Shannon now? Yeah, it certainly looks that way. Um, I was talking uh, to Tom Curran, who, who was Mary Fleming's partner. Um, you know, he turned up on uh, Monday as well for the launch of this um, bill uh, outside Leinster House with me. And uh, he said that compared to the last time they tried to get this bill brought forward, you know, there was very little support or appetite uh, within the, the, the Doyle for this, uh, whereas this time around it seems to have changed. So we're hoping 
that, uh, you know, at least the bill has already got through the first stage. Um, the next stage then is uh, to get it to pre-legislative scrutiny. And what would happen there then, Joe, is that uh, there would be um, debate about the bill um, and there will obviously be amendments um, and, and medical professionals would be brought in, obviously, to consult uh, uh, and to see what they'd be happy with um, going forward. So, look... Uh, you know, it's 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 a very touchy, very emotive subject, and I totally understand that there are people who do not agree with this, um, particularly on religious grounds. And I actually, you know, totally accept that. Um, but all I would ask those people to think about is, you know, this is not something that's going to be compulsory. This is just to allow people like me who would choose this to choose it. You know, people don't have to go down this road; they can still go ahead and, um, you know, uphold their beliefs and die, you know, a natural death, if you want to call it that. Um, but, you know, give people like me and people who are suffering, you know, a lot of pain towards the end of their life, the choice to, you know, to, to end it um, and die with, with with dignity and have a peaceful death. Yeah, I mean, Vicky, yeah, you absolutely highlight that, you know, the people who have very strong convictions about um, mm. this. But even those who might lean towards it would be worried about safeguards, the system that's adopted, ensuring that uh, there was no way, well, no practical way that it could be used um, in an unethical or illegal fashion. Yeah, well, one of the main things about this bill, um, Joe, is that it's very restrictive. You know, this is not euthanasia, it's assisted dying, and assisted dying is used um, only for terminally ill people. So this bill only applies to people with a terminal illness. So it doesn't apply to chronic conditions like depression. It doesn't apply to, you know, uh, somebody, uh, you know, who doesn't have a terminal illness. So it's, it's for a very small cohort of patients. And, you know, the, there are lots of safeguards in place. There, You know, you have to have two medical practitioners who sign off on um, you being being allowed to do this. They cannot be related to any member of your family. Um, the person themselves has to um, be assessed um, as to their mental capacity. So you have to sign a declaration which is also assessed and overseen by uh, two different people. So there are safeguards in place and I have no doubt that once this gets to the stage where it will be scrutinised there will probably be more safeguards and that's all very welcome Joe because to be honest I wouldn't like to see it being abused either. I think you know I certainly wouldn't be supporting something that was very broad like what uh, exists in the Netherlands where people can decide to their end their life uh, you know uh, with, 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 with um, you know, from from depression or something, because I mean, I've been down that road, and had this bill been available, you know, I don't know, maybe I would have taken advantage of it, and you know, I'm fine now. That's the thing. So, you know, I I, I do agree that it has to be restrictive, and I hope that people would see and, that. And Vicky, would the person have to declare themselves, you know, in advance that this is something that they want, that it couldn't be done through, for example, power of attorney? No, the person themselves would have to do it. No. It's definitely that the person themselves has to declare that they want to avail of this. It would not be done through a power of attorney, no. Okay, right. Well, let's see how that develops. A very um, interesting um, and, as you say, a very sensitive area as well for a lot of people listening this morning. Great to chat to you as always. Uh, Limerick-based cervical check campaigner Vicky Phelan talking to us about this uh, assisted dying bill.